This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Blitz 1170. It's from your Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline. From the Ike's Chili House Studio, serving four generations of Tulsans since 1908, Josh Haley filling in for Jeremy Poplin. On the Blitz 1170, just after 2 o'clock. Reminder, you can text the word CHILI to 79640 for a chance to win tickets to Friday and Saturday night at the 37th Annual Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals presented by General Tire at the Sage Net Center in Tulsa Expo Raceway. It'll be a week filled with all the races from the Chili Bowl, the trade show featuring a variety of racing apparel and much more. And it's all happening January 9th through January 14th. We've got uh, two tickets to give away for Friday and Saturday nights, a VIP pit, pit pass for two people, infield race experience. You get to ride in the pace truck and pictures in Victory Lane. Again, text the word Chili to 79640. Chance to win two tickets and more to the Chili Bowl. And right now the Tulsa shootout is going on. It always precedes uh, by about a week and a half or so of the uh, Chili Bowl. The Tulsa shootout over 1,500 entries uh, this year. The largest micro sprint race in the world. And it's here in Tulsa. You should make your way out to Expo Square and check that out. But right now on the Oklahoma Ford Dealers hotline, Eli Letterman joining us from the Tulsa world. How's it going today, Eli? I am doing all right. I don't know what the weather looks like there, but we're getting our best best day in Orlando so far. And based on the media schedule, it's also the day we get to spend the most time outside. So I'm I'm doing quite all right. Hey, I'm glad to hear that for your sake. It's it's actually warming up here. We're going to get into the 60s um, hey. here tomorrow. I think it's in the high 50 today, but windy. But it's gonna it's gonna get in the uh, into the 60s the next few days. So we're looking better. We're looking better. Was your was your travel okay? You know what? Relative to some of my colleagues who made drives from Tulsa, from St. Louis, and from Atlanta to uh, to Orlando, my one hour delay on the tarmac in Newark, New Jersey, is paled in comparison. I was just fine. Um, a lot of my colleagues though, have not had it so easy getting to Orlando. Still a few on their way. Well, it'll uh, the time will come. We don't know if the fireworks uh, after the game of uh, OU's bowl game will surpass what happened uh, with Oklahoma State in the post game. That's been a hot topic uh, today, but it nonetheless should be a great game. Oklahoma plays in the Cheez It Bowl against 13th ranked Florida State. That is a 4:30 Central Time kickoff on ESPN, and that is tomorrow any headlines that have popped up there so far this week eli that maybe wasn't on anybody's radar you know what uh for for all the fireworks in in the desert last night with osu it's been a pretty straightforward week for for the sooners i think you know last week was all about the signing class and and then getting peyton bowen we finally got to ask brent venables about peyton bowen today 
but but really Oklahoma's probably already had its biggest win of the month, and that was signing the class. It, it did sign. Uh, but here it, it's been straightforward. We, we had a sense that Marcus Major likely would not be playing. He, we'd seen him in a, a boot all of bowl practice this month, and Andrew Rame also not going to play. But otherwise, it's kind of been no news is good news, at least for the Sooners and, and knowing, you know, the up and down that this whole year has been. So they're going in, um, I mean, certainly depleted, but not, no, no major headlines this week. And I think that's probably how Brent Venables likes it. We're talking with Eli Letterman from the Tulsa World, covers Oklahoma, and the Sooners are getting ready to take on Florida State in Orlando in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, You can read Eli's stuff in the Tulsa World. I loved what you had, though, um, about Michael Turk, Oklahoma's punter, and the NIL deal. How did that all come about? When did you first hear about it? And that's one of the more unique NIL deals, I think, that we've read about. Yeah, well, this is, man, Michael Turk is, feeling the cheesiest apparently uh <laughs> because you know we i think everyone who's into college football would have seen it just earlier this month when when bowl season hit cheese it announced and put out these specs for the super gaudy uh hotel room for the two bowls they sponsor the cheese it and the citrus uh and i mean just picture the the colors on that cheese it box covering you know florida ceiling a hotel room saying that one player from each of those teams that were coming to those bowl games would stay in that room and once the Sooners were, were in there, it, it was pretty – I guess maybe an obvious pick would have been Michael Turk. He's got something like 50K uh, Instagram followers. He's got a huge YouTube channel, big following there. So he made for a logical pick, and uh, so he has been staying in the cheesiest suite, the cheesiest hotel room in America, and we got to speak to him about it a little bit uh, after practice yesterday and, and get some of his thoughts. Oklahoma fans are hoping he doesn't spend much time on the actual field – but uh, and hoping this is the biggest news about him all week, hoping that the offense uh, does well. But as you learn more about this Florida State team, and I know you know a ton already, but how do you see this matchup shaping out? Florida State right now minus nine and a half, and the over-under is 66. Yeah, I think you know that spread is, is there for good reason. For, for one, this is a 6-6 a six and six Sooners team that, uh, has lost some really key guys this month in terms of, of guys headed to prepare for the NFL draft. I mean, they'll go in tomorrow. No Eric Gray, no Anton Harrison, no Wanya Morris, uh, no Jalen Redmond on the defensive side. And then you're not talking about a Florida State team that has been depleted. They've got uh, – they really didn't get hit hard by the portal. They haven't been hit with bowl game opt-outs. Jordan Travis, the quarterback, has already announced he's coming back next year. And so this is a full-strength Florida State team, and, and all they've done is, is win five their last five games. Uh, they're probably one of the hottest teams in the nation. We've heard the Sooners say, and this is probably what jumps out to me in terms of what we've learned, they've referred to this offense as, as the most complete unit, maybe the most talented unit they've faced all year. So when you can consider all of those things and, and what it could mean going to tomorrow, I mean, I, I think everyone's hoping uh, for, for a competitive game, and, and the Sooners certainly have something to play for. I mean, their last – uh, losing season, 1998. I, I don't think you know Brent Venables and this team want to go out that way and and have kind of that cinch attached to it. But it's going to be a tall order because this this Florida State team is pretty serious. I think a lot of people look into the future, always like to try to get what read they can on future teams, courtesy of these bowl games. What are maybe one or two of the biggest questions that Sooner fans should be asking about the future and what they can learn about the future Sooner football by watching this game? Yeah, I mean, to a degree, what I said before, that their biggest win for the future came last week with that signing class. That's what's going to matter. 
in a few years a whole lot more than a, a cheesable win or loss. But there's certainly some future to watch for in this game because as I, I laid out uh, some of the veterans and, and the big contributors who won't be here, that leaves voids. And, and you know, you want to look at the backfield and, and see what Javante Barnes and Yavin Sato, two freshman running backs, can do. That's probably – uh, from kind of an eye candy standpoint, easily the most intriguing area to look at as it relates to all this. But on the offensive line, there's two tackle spots to fill in. And we'll probably see Tyler Guyton, who who played plenty this year in one of them, but the other looking like freshman Jacob Sexton. And, and he's kind of garnered a lot of praise this fall. Now he gets his shot against quite a, a Florida State pass rush. And, and on throughout, I mean, the defensive line, you're going to see more young talent playing there. So you know, the, the scoreboard might tell one story tomorrow, but for certain guys, you know, it could, could at least. For certain guys, though, the, the freshman running backs, the, the youth on the offensive line and the defensive line, there's opportunities here, and, and that's where we talk about a springboard into 2023 and, and what this could mean for, for some of these guys. We're talking with Eli Letterman from the Tulsa World. Covers the Oklahoma Sooners, who will take on Florida State at 430 Tomorrow, that game can be seen on ESPN. It's the Cheez-It Bowl. When you think of those like past teams, Eli, and I know that even though you haven't been on this beat for a decade or anything, you still know the history of OU football as good as anybody. And when we were talking last week uh, with Dusty Dvorak, it seems like when you get that defensive signee, it kind of takes Sooner fans back to the olden days, like when they played Florida State and won a national title, and the final score was 13-2. to two. It was all about defense then, and so these big-name signees kind of take Sooner fans back. Yeah, and that's what you'd want to see if you were uh, an Oklahoma fan. I mean, I think it, it's very telling, both in terms of the, the undertaking that Brent Venables and his staff have, have founded Norman, but also the direction they're headed, that there were 15 defensive signees and 10 offensive guys in this class, and that's a flip from years past. Uh, but, but within that 15, we we're talking about guys like Peyton Bowen, and P.J. Adebaware, two five-stars. They haven't had two five-star defensive recruits in the modern recruiting era, you know, even before what, you know, that time where, where Dusty is talking about. And so that's the direction we're headed, and that's why you can have that focus on tomorrow and, and see if this team will finish 7-6 and six or 6-7. Six and seven. But if you want to start looking to the future, it's, it's the guys who maybe get out there tomorrow, and then it's that next signing class. Fourteen of them will be on campus next month starting their careers. And, and if you want to project forward, that, that's where it is, and, and certainly on a Brent Venables team, it starts with that defense. Talking with Eli Letterman on the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline. Eli, thanks for taking the time with us. Look forward to continuing to read your stuff in the Tulsa world, and hope everything goes well for the game tomorrow, and even more importantly, hope your travels back are smooth and safe. Yeah, putting a lot of faith in, in the airlines, but thank you for having <laughs> me. Uh, hope you guys are good in Tulsa. That's Eli Letterman here on the Blitz 1170. We'll take a timeout. Josh Haley filling in for Jeremy Poplin this week. Matt Hubbard and I are coming back after this. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.